back to another episode of Diversity University. Hi, my name is Faith. I'm Danielle. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Abu. Today we're here with our guest, Senora Barry, a Spanish teacher at Merida High School. Hola. Senora Barry has been teaching for 11 years and is a MHS alumna. So thank you so much for joining us, Ms. Barry. We're so glad to have you here as our first guest. And also I'd like to say happy Teacher Appreciation Week. <laughs> And I'm your first guest. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This is history. Yeah. <laughs> history in the making. I'm, I'm so, like, happy to have you as my teacher personally. So. Oh, thank you. And I'm happy that you're my student. Seriously, <laughs> you guys are the best. Before we start, we'd like to note that every opinion and view is of our own and not affiliated with Merida High School. So, <laughs> to start <laughs> off, we're going to do a quick lightning round question and answer. So this is just a Q&A, and so the questions are just supposed to be answered, like, really fast. What year did you graduate? MHS. 2005. What college did you go to? UGA. Go dogs. Favorite movie? Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Favorite food? Chick-fil-A. Celebrity crush? Uh, depends. It changes all the time. Um, we'll go with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Favorite <laughs> Spanish word? Trabajamos. How many times have you auditioned for the show Jeopardy? Uh, twice. Have you watched Tiger King this quarantine? Of course. Shakira or Juanes? Juanes. Do you like Bad Bunny's music? Yeah, I do. Favorite country you visited? Spain. Do you put your milk before your cereal or your cereal before your milk? Neither. I don't put milk in my cereal. Oh, what? What, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what do you put in your cereal? Nothing. Oh, okay, okay. It's dry. So now that we know you a little bit, um, we want to talk about like your high school experience as a um, MHS alumna and um, and learn about the culture and atmosphere from before. All right, so I'm just going to ask you a couple questions about the IB program as of right now. So like, why did you decide to like join the IB program as like a teacher? Because I was an IB student and um, I wanted to be like the teachers I had. They really inspired me to continue learning and I wanted to, I guess, pass that along to others. So why did you like decide to join IB as a student when you were attending Merritt High School? Well, it, it was just the thing to do mainly. Well, one, I had an older brother who was doing it and I tried to do everything that my older brother did. Um, but it, it was just the thing to do. Um, back, in, back in my time, you had to apply to be an IB when you were an eighth grader. So that's what I did. That's yeah, very similar to like our experiences now. Yeah, it really is. But the, I, never, I never had the experience where my parents made me do it. It was just what everybody did. What are some things that you like about the IB program? Like as both like have, being a student and a teacher, like what, so what are some like perspectives that you have about the IB program? I like that I'm around like-minded people who are curious about learning and not just the subjects you're good at. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things that I was able to gain from being an IB student is uh, you're, you are encouraged to go far in all your courses, not necessarily just what you're good at. For example, I am awful at math, but I took IB Math HL and that would never have been something that I would have ever like been passionate about, yeah. but I was able to do it. And I was able to be curious about math and other subjects like science, which I was never really, really good about, good with. Um, and it makes you very well-rounded. And, you know, like, I know a little bit about everything because of IB, I guess. But oh I liked, I liked the family sense that you get that you were in the same classes with the same kids and you're all going through the same pain together. 
And do you see like any like similarities between our classes and the classes that you had back then? Well, it's it's a little different now um, because when I was in the IB program, that it was you had to apply to be in it, and now it's everybody is in IB. I guess is what they say, and so it's a little different because I can't really see like, oh, you're a diploma student, oh, but you're the career program, oh, you're just taking the class because you want to take the class. It's a, that, that's a big difference to me. I, I don't see the cohesion that, or at least, at least because it's only maybe my first year back at Marietta that I don't feel it yet, but I kind of feel like, oh, everything's all over the place. Like I don't, I don't see this, this family unit. Um, <clears throat> but as far as everything else is pretty much the same. It really is. Uh, same teachers are still in it so <laughs> when you talk about like family like was the IB program was like a really tight-knit group mm -hmm. well remember it was also here's another difference it was much smaller mm -hmm. um, amount of kids who got the diploma or were attempting the diploma in my year was probably maybe eight. Oh wow, wow seriously yeah. the first class to go through I think was like 1999 yeah. so it was only like the fifth or sixth group to go through so it was very small so it's grown a lot and would you say like ib is more inclusive towards like all the students and whatnot like in our especially like in our classes nowadays or like is inclusive it as in like you don't have to be super smart yeah like yeah i 100 so agree with that because like i said like it really you can really balance out your strengths and your weaknesses you don't have to be a straight a student to be successful in the ib program because the whole point is to bring you up to that level and it's for kids who aren't necessarily just the high achievers it's for the kids who are curious and passionate about learning you know not just that's, getting all a yeah that's interesting that like a brew brought up that inclusion part looking at 2018 to 2019 record our school made up of 45% black people, 27% Hispanic, 2% um, Asians, and 29% white people. So it's a very diverse environment at our school because there's so many races. But how is that different from when you went to Merida High School? The, uh, um, the population of the, the Spanish-speaking students has definitely risen. It was always there when we were there, but it wasn't to the extent that it is now. The ESOL population has grown tremendously, which I like because, you know, I identify with that culture and speak to them. But as far as uh, white, African-American, Asian, that's pretty much the same. Oh, really? It was always very diverse as far as those demographics. But the, the rise in the uh, Spanish-speaking population is the big difference. That's really good because I know like a bunch of more ESOL students are coming to our school. Mm -hmm. What would you say was like a big problem when you were in high school, I'm in high school? A problem with IB program or just the school in general? <laughs> um, just in general, you could say. Or um, you know, I'm going to have to be biased here. And it's still a problem that I really want us to work on is the size of the band. For a school with so many kids and so many talented kids, why is our band so small? It really is. Yeah. And, you know, it was so fun. I did, I was in the color guard for four years and I did winter guard for four years. And it was just so fun. I mean, and if you're in the marching band, you get to go to all the football games. Um, I mean, just imagine being able to go to all the football games this season. Like if you were part of the band and you don't have to play an instrument like I didn't play an instrument I was in the color guard you can be in the pit crew and all that stuff um, 
But I remember going to the championship game this year and what, uh, and we were in like turn the old Turner field and our band looked so little. Guys, <laughs> like how many kids go to our school? About 2,400, right? Yeah. Band should be so much bigger than it is. And I wish more kids would join it because it is a really fun experience. Oh, wait, I have a question. Do you want the, um, the woman that told me to come to Marietta high school? Cause I'm districted for Cherokee County. I should mm-hmm. be going to Etowah. She graduated, I believe, either class of 2003 or 2004. I want to see if you know her. Her name's um, Katia Fernandez. Yes. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know of her. We, uh, she was older than me. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. I was just wondering. Yeah. Back in the day, Marietta High School was smaller. Everybody kind of knew everybody. Yeah. I would definitely say that, like, based off what she was telling me about the IP program to, like, I guess now, because she was the one that told me to come. And I was like, I was like, yeah, sure. But I guess she like didn't know the difference of how small it was before. And I guess more like, because like you said before, they used to test people to go into the program. And now it's more of a just like a free for all. Like, mm-hmm. if you think you can do it, you go into it. So, and very, very different. I think she said that it back then it was just very like self-segregated in its own thing. I mean, it's still listed today with the IB program. Like we kind of do our own thing where the rest of the school does theirs. But I guess it was a little bit more back then. I th- I think there's always going to be that perception that being an IB kind of separates you from everyone else. But speaking from my perspective, um, before coming back to Marietta, I taught in another IB school that was exclusive. You had to, to yeah. interview and get accepted into IB. Marietta is doing a great job kind of meshing with everybody else. Cause like I said, like in my IBSL class, I have everybody. I have kids who are full diploma. I have kids who are career diploma and I have kids who are just taking the class because they want to take the class. So from my perspective of all the IB experiences I've been in, it's never been more inclusive. Yeah. Okay. They're doing a much better job, whether, whether or not, this model works better than the one where you have to be accepted IB. I can't speak to that, but uh, I mean, it's like I said, there's kids from all over, like in my classes. So yeah. That's really good. So what are some challenges that you faced when you were a student at Marietta, like, like both academic, social, like what were some things that you like had to go through? Academically, it was always those courses that I was the weakest in the math, math. It was math. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It was math. And I really, really shrug- struggled up until I had uh, Miss Wooler for, uh, for senior year. Mm-hmm. I had her for calculus. I had her for math HL. She's the best math teacher. But yeah, math was the class I would cry in. That was it. <laughs> That's how it is with me also. <laughs> um, then I guess literature was always a struggle for me when I had Dr. Epstein. Um, again, it's always these teachers who, who teach you the best you're going to struggle in the most. Like he was, his class was the one I had the fight for my A. So yeah, I kind of didn't like him at the beginning because he made me work. And then, yeah, yeah, it made me realize like, you don't know everything and you're not, you're not perfect. So how important do you think a teacher's influence is like to a student, like speaking of Dr. Epstein and whatnot, like how do you think a teacher can like change the perspective that a student has towards a class or a subject? Uh, tremendously. I mean, it, and it can go both ways. It can be positive. It can be negative. Um, for example, like, like I said with him, like there were, there were certain things that, you know, I was very stubborn about, but I had to 
you know, take away that teenage mask and learn to be immature about it. Um, he introduced me to one of my favorite authors of all time now. Um, if it wasn't for him, I would have never read anything by her probably. Um, and I've met her twice now, the author. I mean, like, who knew? Like, just by reading a book in his class. Um, my thing with math, like, I mean, it's just, you know, at that juncture before I took her class, I hated it. Like, I just hated math. But from her, I learned, oh, it's not that bad. You know, it just needed a different perspective. Um, and I, I keep talking about the courses that I struggled in, the, the foreign language classes. I mean, I love them. Um, before I was going to be a Spanish teacher, I was going to be a Latin teacher. Latin was actually mm. my sixth subject. And yeah. um, I mean, I loved that class. I mean, I just, and it was never, never, not anything I was thinking about taking. It was just like, oh, I can take Latin as my sixth subject. Why not? And I learned to love it. So and because of that teacher primarily, I, I knew I wanted to be some type of foreign language teacher. So the way we teach foreign language is very different than when I was learning it. And no offense to any of my teachers, because they were all amazing. We learned very gram grammar, 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 textbook, translate. Whereas now it's a little different in that we try to teach with a more natural approach with you know, comprehensible input, meaning the teacher talks a lot to the student and models yeah. the language and you pick it up by listening and mimicking versus conjugation charts, which are still going to pop up, but it's a lot less than when I was in school. So, yeah. Okay. So how does it feel to um, work with the teachers that taught you? It's a little intimidating, but I've always kept in touch with them throughout these years anyway. Um, I've been trying to come back to Marietta for a really long time and they know that. So it, it, it's not, it's not totally awkward, but it's still kind of weird. Like, cause you know, I knew them and had to call them like Mr. and Mrs. And now it's kind of weird. Cause like everyone calls everybody teachers by the first name. And I still like with Dr. Epstein, I still cannot <laughs> and called me out on it. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're just always going to be Dr. Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> can't. Um, so yeah, that's a little awkward, but not that. Which teachers like taught you that still teach at Marietta right now? Um, Miss Waller. Dr. Epstein, uh, Mr. Baresi, Miss Jones, Spanish teacher. She, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I had her. My Spanish three teacher. They're not teachers anymore, but they're tutors in the, the, the SLC. Uh, Mr. Lewis mm -hmm. was the TOK teacher. He was one of my favorite teachers. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, he was very popular. I mean, he, very impactful teacher. I took him... For lit ninth grade literature, TOK, I took his psychology class as well. Um, I've been in the Student Life Center, and he's, like, so passionate about, like, what he talks about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why he was a great TOK teacher. I mean, we would just spend the whole class just talking about stuff. How about culture with Marietta? Because, obviously, Marietta is in love with their traditional mm -hmm. kind of things going on. And... Um, so, like, what has stayed the same? Because, like, did you guys also do the the role teeping the school? And oh, stuff yeah. Like that? 
that was another reason why I really, really wanted to come back to Marietta is the strong community, the traditions, um, and the sense of family that you have at the school. Um, all of that stuff is pretty much the same. Um, and as far as IB program, I think that IB retreat is such an awesome idea. Um, yeah, did you guys have that also? We did not have an IB retreat. I thought that is really cool. Yeah. And unfortunately, I didn't get to see a lot of the end of the year stuff. I know. Next year. So. I don't even know if the tradition, like the teeping or the toilet paper thing is going to happen this year. Exactly. Because yeah. like it would it would be it would actually be kind of sad for us to take all the toilet paper from like the elderly and elderly like and like all these nursing homes that actually need it and just go school <laughs> with it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the situation will be better by then. That's yeah. Hopefully, I'm gonna think optimistically that we'll see all all of us in August. Everyone will be safe and healthy. Thank you for providing your insight and perspective as a teacher and former student, Miss Barry. Um, it was really nice having this conversation. And thank you to our less than four listeners for tuning into this episode. We'll continue to push out more push out more episodes during this quarantine.